Let's focus on housing, specifically the recent damning report on BC Housing, which concluded there was rampant mismanagement, conflict rules were clearly broken, and there was little to no accountability from that organization. Now, many people are now asking, what does this mean for future projects and how will, how uh, BC Housing will approve some of those projects? Shell Grant is with the uh, Kitsilano uh, Coalition. Now, her community organization opposed the building of a 129-unit social housing tower on a piece of city property in Kitsilano that... Uh, is estimated to cost about $64 million, uh, and that money would build a, and provide homes for a mix of homeless people and low-income residents. Now, residents had a variety of concerns with that project, which we have focused on in past shows, but I did want to talk to Cheryl about uh, the BC uh, housing audit and what this means moving forward as well, and she joins us now. Cheryl, thank you for speaking to us today. Good afternoon, Jazz. Good afternoon. First and foremost, when you heard of this audit that came out a couple weeks ago now, uh, what went through your mind? It wasn't surprising. I think the level of it was shocking. However, uh, we had watched actually the first Ernst & Young report come out and we actually called on, um, you know, a, a review of, of supportive housing at that time. And that was even before Shane Ramsey was fired. Um, so to see the level of um, lack of transparency and governance in the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, it's very concerning. And again, it does extend across, in our view, um, a lot of the projects, including the permanent modular supportive housing. Now, in regards to the, the that particular um, project, uh, the city approved it. Uh, it's still going ahead, or do you think there's there there are avenues for residents to feel to have their concerns addressed? Well, in terms of the project itself, it um, was originally approved, and actually the Kitsilano Coalition um, filed a petition to the B.C. Supreme Court, and the provincial government um, actually introduced legislation to override the ability for citizens to go to court. So um, we are still looking through those avenues. Um, Even during that discussion of Bill 26 at the legislation, the B.C. housing minister provided false information and said that this building is actually intended for affordable housing for young families. That's far from the truth. As uh, you just stated, it's intended for those who are homeless um, or low income, and um, it's uh, intended primarily for the shelter rate. Uh, and does not allow children even in the building under the age of 18. So there's, you know, it goes back to the Ernst & Young reports that have come out. Um, There's a lack of transparency um, with these projects, and that also fuels into a lack of transparency around the awarding of contracts and the spending. This alone is a $64 million building, and in a format that's not used in Vancouver, it's actually called Permanent Modular, um, and that's why I say there's, there's a lot of questions around why this occurred. And there's a lack of transparency um, in, in why this type of building and location were chosen. What would you say to the argument that, look, this, this report, and while there, has, there, there needs to be um, greater accountability from BC Housing, and hopefully they've you know, followed through on the recommendations from that report, but this shouldn't give um, uh, organizations or individuals, many would describe as NIMBYs, uh, the opportunity to say we shouldn't be involved in social housing, that we should continue to be building more social housing. Uh, what do you say to that argument? Well, I think that's it. That's you know, the first time you and I ever talked, Jazz, was actually around that topic of NIMBY. Mm-hmm. And um, Premier Eby has used that. And what that's intended to do is shut down the conversation. It's intended to intimidate and stop people from speaking out. And even when this was at the public hearing, 
the city councillors actually provided over 30 questions back to the city um, staff because they required clarity. And during part of those conversations around this housing, and even the councillors were asking the public, do you know if it's cheaper to pay for conventional built form versus modular? Why are we providing modular that's actually built overseas and shipped to North America to build high-rises over providing jobs locally? They don't know the cost analysis. Why was this developer chosen? Again, that was never answered. And in, through a freedom of information, which goes back to Erston Young reports, they don't have any information on why this uh, contract was awarded, even though it's a $64 million building. The same thing with the operator. And to the question that you asked about NIMBY, one of the questions and what was put forward by the local community is, can you build this building differently to accommodate more people? And they couldn't even answer that question. Mm-hmm. So now- that's concerning. Those things all go back to a lack of transparency and oversight in this project. Now, the, the site itself would be Arbutus and uh, West 7th and 8th. Uh, there's a school, to my understanding. Is there anything anything the, the government could have done, local, uh, provincial, BC housing, to address the main concerns of residents, actually have that project built in that location? Because in describe the location for me, it's, it's residential and there's a school nearby as well. Correct. And that was actually since day one, the community has asked for BC Housing to actually come and work with the community in terms of addressing the concerns. And that message is really important. No one is saying no to social or supportive housing. How do you do it? And how do you make sure it works best for the neighborhood? And we've had, you've had them on your show as well, Jazz. Dr. Summers explaining about uh, a lower percentage of people who are requiring higher supports. That's mixing housing. That means single families. Um, that means individual seniors. So there are lots of ways to have gone about this housing. And we had over 75% of the community from the initial consultation stating no to this format and provided all kinds of solutions and requests to work with the government in BC Housing. And instead, Shane Ramsey, for the first and only time in his career, came out to a public hearing and basically called the community ignorant and that the money would be taken away by BC Housing or any form of social housing if this exact building and format was not approved. So, I mean, so he showed up at this hearing. I mean, how would you... Now, when he made those comments, would you describe them as angry, dismissive, arrogant? Uh, How would you describe his tone and tenure? Oh, it's angry. And, I mean, we go back again just two weeks before this um, occurred, he was, um, the board of BC Housing was dismissed by David Eby late on a Friday night. Um, At the time, you know, Premier Eby stated, he was housing minister at the time, that it wasn't about mismanagement um, and that it was, in fact, part of it was around accountability. And so we have the CEO coming out less than two weeks later to state that. So yes, it was aggressive, um, dismissive, and again, didn't recognize that there's opportunities to build. But if it's not done exactly the way that it's been put forward, Mm -hmm. that the money would be taken away. And that message came across from the referral hearing right through to the end of the hearing, despite all of the fantastic feedback, the request to work together, and of course, even the school, the toddler um, park, is next door to it as well, but there's also supportive housing for women in recovery 
they came out with opportunities and the local business improvement association even came out with ideas of how to build this better so the community was 100 percent there and that's why we're saying the bc um, housing audit report again goes back to we need to look at what decisions were made and they should be turned back to find the right solutions for the communities that these housings are being put in for the future residents as well as the current community. Cheryl, thanks for your time today. Thanks, Jazz.